you know, according to the American Bar Association, only 4.7% of attorneys are made up of black people. We're not talking about black women. We're talking about only 4.7%. Let me <laughs> sip that tea, right? <laughs> Out of my B Bossy Club. <laughs> 4.7% is represented. That's it. As a black person. And so when you think about that, how important is it pushing, you know, legal education amongst black entrepreneurship? That is a great question. Mm -hmm. um, it is so important to me. Um, so there are people that I help. It's funny. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. We are live. We are live today. Today we have a very wise mind, a very wise mind joining our show today. She's the principal attorney and founder of the Myers Law Group. She's also the visionary behind the Be Bossy brand and where she serves as a chief legal strategist offering legal strategy coaching as well as additional resources to help entrepreneurs build and legalize their businesses. But most importantly, She's educating business owners across the country on how to protect and patent their intellectual property. Crystal Myers, welcome to hey. the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Anytime, based straight out of Baltimore. Bootsie is also based straight out of Baltimore. We're happy to have you join us. It's an honor to get at least pick a little bit of your brain. I know it sounds cliche, but um, when I tell you a wise mind joining us today, we have a very wise mind. So, Crystal. Now, you come eloquently put in package with years of experience as an attorney, mm -hmm. and you have a pretty intriguing story of how you initially got started in this industry, mm -hmm. um, but also how you actually made a little bit of a pivot and switched to start focusing on business law. So if you can, can you take us on a journey? Take yeah, us on a journey. And so... Literally, since I was like 15, I mm -hmm. wanted to practice sports and entertainment law. Like, that was it. And when I went to law school, that was like my eye was on that prize. Mm -hmm. um, I graduated from law school. Um, I did find um, a job and connect with a firm that allowed me to do that. But, of course, which, which I knew going into it, when you're representing entertainers and athletes, uh -huh. you need to know a little bit about all kinds of law. <laughs> um, and so as a part of the services that I provide for them or provided for them, um, primarily contractual, of course, like mm -hmm. contracts, negotiating, so on and so forth. But we started nonprofits. We um, started their businesses because, you know, most of the entertainers and athletes, they, they have, you know, multiple things going on. They're not just, you know, straight and narrow, that one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Not a one trick pony. They they do multiple things. So we started businesses. We did trademarking. We did copywriting. And okay. really and truly, I found that the contracts, the trademarking, the copywriting, like that was the stuff that I enjoyed the most. Mm. Um, so experienced a little bit of burnout um, early in my career and then shifted to the federal sector. Mm -hmm. And while there, it really gave me an opportunity to just think like, if I could craft my own practice mm. and do just the things that I really enjoy doing, but also really help people make a difference. Like it was important to right. me to help other people. Um, and I found that 
some of my clients, they were like legacy clients. They were mm-hmm. like, we're coming with you. We just need you to do this here, there, and everywhere. My dad's an entrepreneur. So, of course. Mm, wow. He, um, yeah, he's been an entrepreneur since I was three. So, like, the majority of oh, my Oh, wow. Life, he thinks that I can do everything. Like, even mm-hmm. stuff that I cannot do and I'm not qualified to do, he thinks I can do everything. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's, um, once, you know, I was through law school and licensed. He consulted me on legal things. So I was helping him. And then other people came to me um, with like business needs. And I was like, you know what? This is my lane. So mm. he was kind of like my declaration to like what I found was that a lot of people, they just weren't, especially in brown and black communities and especially small businesses. Yep. They were avoiding legal altogether because it was so mm. intense. Mm. And I'm like, in order for you to really be a boss, in order for you to be the person, like bossy, everybody thinks it's a pejorative term, like it's a bad thing. I don't see it as a bad thing. I set out to redefine it. Like when you're bossy, Love you're it. in control of something, right? Love it. You're in control of your destiny. You're in control of the success of your business and just how far it can go. And with doing that, you have to address the legal part. But mm-hmm. I try to make it approachable. And I try to make it understandable and less intimidating. So that's mm. been the approach that I've taken Wonderful. since I launched in 2015. And that's 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 the journey. That's the journey. Mm. You took us on the journey. I'm not mad at that. So it's interesting because you talked a little bit about when you realized you wanted to niche down specifically more on the intellectual properties, intellectual property side. But when you talk about um you know, your legal talk series that you actually created on the Instagram, it was actually very, very popular. And I think that was one of the things, just watching your journey that helped really catapult your visibility and people understanding what you brought to the table. And so since then, since hosting it on Instagram, you've since moved that more so to more towards a newsletter blog like um, Delivery Point. If you could, could you share a little bit of your inspiration by, behind that and then what, what made you make the switch to more of a more engaged community? So honestly, like, you know, they always tell you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. like people who are going to hype you up, who are going to support you, who are going to help you um, and encourage and help you just think and ideate. Mm -hmm. And so I do have a group of close my kitchen cabinet (laughs) that I go to to bounce (laughs) out ideas off of. And I was just, you know, talking about my my desire to really teach people legal in a way like mm-hmm. so my dad's an entrepreneur my mom's an educator mm. like look at that mix <laughs> look at that of what they do so you know I get a little bit of both of them yes and just bringing it together it's like I really want people to understand legal because I feel like if they understand yeah. it mm-hmm. they'll be more willing to tackle it it'll be less intimidating and one of my mm. friends said do a legal talk Tuesday She's mm-hmm. like, you sit around and you talk to us all the time and break stuff down for us. Do it for people. Just do it on Instagram. And mm-hmm. so that's what I was like, I don't know if anybody's listening, but okay. So I don't know who was listening in the beginning, but the audience definitely grew. So now, yes, we are like you sign up for our newsletter. Every Tuesday, I send out a little message, um, an email with the video um, talking about whatever the topic du jour is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think which is a, a beautiful observation for you as well, because you, you created a little bit more of this niche community with engaged people who 
you know, and again, in the beginning, you don't know who's watching, but as you start to leave a trail of content in a library of content in your tool, your toolkit, you can always repurpose it in different avenues. And that's exactly what happened. And so it's interesting because the Be Bossy brand is a household name, you know, you know, it's for the everyday entrepreneur, you know, who's in need of that business to get their business laws and affairs in order. And so how would you describe your this is funny, but your ideal client, because I feel like even though you're speaking to the everyday entrepreneur, there is that one person that comes to you because your marketing message is speaking to them, right? And so who would you describe as that one person or even a community of people that typically comes to you for your services? Yeah, so it's it's someone who, and I believe there are like five different stages of a business, right? So you can be in any of my five different stages. Um so you could be like in the ideating stage. Yep. You could be, you know, just at the ground floor trying to get off of the ground and just put some systems in place. I mean, you could be all the way to the stage where you're, you know, you're beyond enhancing your your entertaining, you know, talks of expansion, of collaboration, Absolutely. of even selling the business or mm-hmm. um, selling a huge chunk of it. So you could be at any phase. But I think my ideal client is the client that's like, I need to be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And so I need to not be worried about being sued mm-hmm. or that I'm not doing something correctly. Like I haven't dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's that I don't have something set up properly that this, you know, legacy that I want to leave is not protected. And then when mm. I'm gone, that's I put in all of this sweat equity, all my blood and tears, it's Mm -hmm. nothing left because I didn't protect it. Mm. So they may need the business to be formed properly as an LLC in whatever state. They may need um, copyright or trademark protection. Everybody, we are creating intellectual property by the minute. That's right. It could be a name, it could be a tagline, it could be a a slogan, um, a logo. It could just be um, a product line. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Like you, people say things. Like one of my favorite examples is where the money resides. Like yep. this young man <laughs> on Instagram to promote his current business. Well, he really was just trying to get y'all to come down and buy cards, mm-hmm. and it took off mm-hmm. um, in an incredible way. So, mm-hmm. like that's a prime example of how just how fast and how easy yes. you can create intellectual property. So it's someone who needs, you know, the trademarks, the copyrights, um, intellect, they need um, business formation, they may need contracts, they mm-hmm. have employees or they need policies, they kind of need everything, because they want to make sure that, you know, they talk about like the whole, oh my God, <laughs> you need like the whole, um, <laughs> the whole, the whole thing protected, you need a, a force. Yes. Yeah, around your business, like you need that hazard protection around your business (laughs) that you can sleep at night. Yes, I think Mm -hmm. all business owners, as an entrepreneur myself, I also get it right. So, I think we feel like it's always something that's negative Mm -hmm. that's never our head, like in our minds. Like, did we, Mm -hmm. did I do this, or should I be doing this? Or, and it literally keeps you up at night, like, it does. You can't sleep a full night when you wake up early or you go to bed and you're tired, you're mentally Mm -hmm. exhausted, but it's the thing in the background that you need done 
and you're willing to let me come in and help you so you can focus on your zone of genius. My zone of genius is law. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let me come in and do that for you. But my ideal client is someone's like, I want to focus on my focus. Like, this is where I thrive. Mm-hmm. I'm not law. I just need someone to guide me because I don't get it, but I'm willing to learn. And I love that because even with that becomes that person becomes a coachable person. Right. And I think you're, I think you actually hit something really prevalent in our community afraid of legal. Like Mm -hmm. that's just, that's common. And a lot of times the, the biggest thing that I see a lot specifically, of of course, legal is not my zone of genius uh, training is the signature offers are, but what I see a lot is that people don't understand the distinction between um, the different levels of business formation. And so when they go into levels and say, okay, I want to create an LLC, a lot of them don't even understand what that means or if they should probably go in as an S corp or a C corp. Can you probably break down just maybe some misconceptions between, you know, when someone decides if they want to go in and create an LLC or if they actually want to go in as an S corp? What are some things that you typically see that definitely confuses your clientele for business formation? Hands down the how okay most people don't get that anytime you're picking your entity structure which would be an s corp um or a corp uh llc um a b corp Mm -hmm. um when you're picking any one of those it's kind of your analysis is between tax implications and legal implications yep Mm-hmm. And so it depends on which ones are more important to you. And it's a conversation that you should be having with an accountant and an attorney. Mm-hmm. Because I'll use my dad as an example. For years, his accountant told him you should be an escort because you're getting taxed twice. You're paying all these taxes. Mm-hmm. You, you would pay all of these taxes as an LLC. When I graduated law school and you know became an attorney, I was like, Dad, you should be an LLC. And he's, he's in the trucking business. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, at the end of the day, as an LLC, your personal assets and your business assets would be separate. Mm -hmm. And if something happened, if God forbid you get into some accident and someone tries to sue you for everything, mommy still has the house, the cars, the personal bank accounts, that stuff cannot be touched. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I felt like then when I was explaining this to him, an accountant should be able to deal with whatever, you know, tax concern um and then finally that accountant retired he got a new accountant and that accountant was like your daughter's completely right like (laughs) like all of your tax things add up you keep your receipts you do what you're supposed to do let me worry about that Mm -hmm. llc and he did so it really comes down i think most people think that it's some other type of designation that it's not right another common conception or um, another common misconception is that I can have an LLC and still commingle my personal funds mm-hmm. with my business funds. Mm-hmm. What's the point of that? Or I can commingle multiple business funds together. So mm-hmm. in the event that you get sued, even if you have an LLC, they can't tell the difference between what assets belong to which entity or which person. Right. So at the end of it, you totally defeat that purpose. Mm. Um, also, like their insurance that can cover issues that, you know, or filling gaps. If you're not an LLC, like some mm-hmm. people, it might be better for you to be um, an ink and not an LLC. And you're mm-hmm. concerned about 
the liability aspect, but there's correct insurance that you can get that can fill those gaps. So it's not really understanding why you need to make the considerations in the first place mm-hmm. and, and then how it applies um, to tax implications and then legal implications. And I think that's why it's so important for before you even go through the business formation process and deciding which entity is best for you and your business, it's very important to go through the consultation process with a legal strategist. Because again, as for a person like yourself, will help you kind of comb through and do the pros and cons or even some comparisons of what works best for that specific level of a business, which makes sense. And it's interesting because when we start talking about Black women and Black people leading in the, the field of law, you know, according to the American Bar Association, only 4.7% of attorneys are made up of Black people. We're not talking about Black women. We're talking about only 4.7%. Wait, let me... <laughs> Sip that tea, right? <laughs> Out of my Be Bossy Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 4.7% is represented. That's it. As a Black person. And so when you think about that, how important is it for you to maintain representation and, you know, be a pinnacle aspect of pushing, you know, legal education amongst Black entrepreneurship? That is a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so important to me. Um, so there are people that I help. It was funny. Um, one of my clients had a launch party this past summer and I was there and she publicly thanked me, gave me roses. was like, oh my God, like you walked mm-hmm. me through this process. So many people came up to me afterwards and was like, I am so upset. I have been looking for a trademark attorney that's black mm-hmm. and I couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm here. I look mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'm here. I'm out there. But they couldn't find one. They had like just signed with mm-hmm. someone else. And hearing that people are in fact looking for someone that looks like them, that makes them feel more comfortable, that's yes. willing to explain things to them. Like, for example, um, you know, I often get I often get people who are like, thank you mm-hmm. for explaining it to me. It's almost like, you know, some of my colleagues are gatekeepers. I'm not a mm-hmm. gatekeeper for information. Mm-hmm. I have the license. So you can't go out and practice law with the information that I give you. But That's I think right. it's important for you to know the why, right? Mm-hmm. The why behind why I'm telling you what you need to do. Because Correct. As a business owner, you should know that so that you, and what it does, right? It helps my clients recognize when they need to call me again. Mm, talk about that. Engage me again in the future. So just being there and seeing that I am helping, I am giving some of our, my community, mm-hmm. small businesses in my community, when I'm giving them the ability to get the same quality. Yes. Yes. Some others. Yes. Absolutely. Like I literally get goosebumps. Mm. I get excited when I get on calls with clients and they're like, okay, I'm thinking about, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. That's a dope Mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you're doing this. You're on the right track. I literally get excited. And that's the Mm -hmm. level of excitement that I was missing when I first started Mm -hmm. in my legal journey. Like it was cool to like, you know, be able to name drop (laughs) and know certain celebrities and hang out with them. But I didn't feel what I feel now. So yes. it's the inside feeling to make me really feel like I'm living the purpose that I'm supposed to live. And I'm taking um, my zone of genius. I'm taking all of this schooling. All of this. Degree. <laughs> and it to good use. 
<laughs> I had a Martin Lawrence moment all of this. I had a <laughs> excuse me, Tisha Campbell moment all of this. I'm um, also I like I try to be the relatable attorney. And so. that's that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna touch on because you know, for us, we're all about building that community around the brand, right? And so when you're building that community around the brand, you're waiting for the transformation to happen. You're waiting for the aha moments, you're waiting for the the, the bells and whistles or the light bulbs to go off. And that's what makes the, the journey so beautiful and being a part of the journey so beautiful. And so now as the, it's interesting because as the principal attorney behind your boutique law firm, of course, Myers Law Group, you know, what are some of the, the differentiators that separate this particular entity from the clientele that you may see with Be Bossy? Because I'm, I would assume there may be some different levels of clientele that may be falling under each, each category of each business. So what would you explain as some of the d differentiators that you see specifically? So interesting. It's like, it's like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce, right? They're ah, all I love that. They're all <laughs> so I, I say that Myers Law Group mm -hmm. is more traditional one-on-one -on -one legal services, but I mm -hmm. believe in a hybrid approach. I believe they're the one-on-one -on -one legal services, like drafting a contract, filing a trademark. But then I also believe in the non-traditional legal uh, services. And that's like legal strategy. Um, for example, I sit and work with some clients who are like, listen, I'm trying to come up with this name for my business and I want to make sure it's a name that I can trademark. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that the logo that, I, that I'm working with my graphic designer for them to create is a name that I can trademark because I mm -hmm. do not want to start down this road and then have to rebrand or repackage or anything like that. So I do legal branding strategies, um, not just around you know, like trying to identify, like come up with a unique brand identifier, but also around like, hey, this is where I'm looking to move in the next two, six, 12 months or whatever. Mm -hmm. What should I be thinking of? Mm -hmm. How can I prepare legally for that? So doing that kind of informal legal branding session mm -hmm. where it's not me like doing research and just kind of telling you flat out, these are the things that you need. We're having a dialogue. We're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. You're helping me to understand. I'm helping you to understand. And ultimately we're creating a, a legal plan. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. plan to do with your business. We also provide templates. Um, so I believe that you should have either an attorney drafted or an attorney reviewed contract. Correct. If sometimes you need something that's quick, it's not, it doesn't need to be as customized um, as something else, not detailed. I had a client who needed like a quick NDA the other day. It didn't need to be um, custom. It just really need to be straightforward for her situation. Mm -hmm. I directed her to the templates because at least you know that I'm telling you that this would work for that situation. Mm -hmm. And that it's attorney reviewed. So you know it's legitimate. Um, opposed to someone going off of Google and grabbing different, I've seen right. that literally, <laughs> grabbing different paragraphs and putting together um, a document. We also will be launching this year courses. Mm -hmm. um, so there will be a legally branded course. And because people have been pushing me and asking me about this, um, we're actually going to do a course for, because they don't teach you in law school how to start your own law firm. So Beautiful. I'm going to do a course for folks who want to start and stand up their own virtual uh, law firm and how to do a solo law firm that way. Because they don't really teach you, like, where can I go to get these resources? They tell you that you can do it. You can hang out your own shingles. You don't have to go to, like, a traditional firm. You can 
practice law straight after you get those bar results mm -hmm. and get sworn in. Um, so I am going to be doing that too. So some other courses are coming this year. Because a lot of times you don't see business development, um, even in graduate school, because I know in my lane specifically from a consulting perspective, I understand the hybrid approach. You know, my background, of course, is in training and development. And so as my parent company at Space Agency, again, that's more of the business, the business, business, consumer, clientele, um, a, lot, a lot of high level contracts. And then you have the Hello Armani brand, which is really an introduction of myself. Um, but also of what I bring to the, to, to the table underneath that face the agency um, a la carte brand with S per se. So I understand the hybrid approach when it comes to that. And it's interesting because a lot of times when it comes to understanding whether or not or questioning whether or not it's time for a trademark or if I need to go after copywriting yeah. or if it's I have a specific product that I may have a unique formula to that I may need to look into patents. What would you say would be maybe the top three myths about trademarks that business owners really don't understand? And I know it's hard to condense it down to three, but I say anything over three gets a little messy. Right. <laughs> Number one is, is definitely that you have to have already introduced the name to the public before mm -hmm. you can um, trademark it. Like you should wait to trademark. That mm -hmm. is all. You should trademark as soon as possible. Like if, and, and especially if you have like known competitors or, you know, it's that bomb idea that you're like, I, this is how I operate. I operate under the assumption that if I came up with the idea, someone else can. That's I am. Right. I, like, I, yes, I think I'm a great attorney. I think I'm a very creative person. Sure. I can consider myself a baby genius or whatever. <laughs> I am not the only person that is thinking of these things. Yes. So go and grab it. Like you thought of it, you know you want to use it for sure, grab it. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is that you can actually stop somebody from using your same trademark or name mm. or without having a trademark registration. Mm. No idea how many people try to send cease and desist letters. Wow. But you haven't staked your claim. Like, that's the whole difference. You may have mm -hmm. a common law right um, in a copyright or a trademark. But in order to send a cease and desist letter for either, you have to have it registered. You have to have mm -hmm. a registered right in that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third one I would say is you can't afford a trademark. Mm. You can afford whatever you want to afford. That's right. An investment. Like That's literally, right. you can build your IP, your intellectual property, like you build a real estate portfolio. That's right. There are people out here who are getting savvy and are filing for these trademarks immediately. Back to the way the money resides. Somebody else tried to file his trademark the same day it went viral. Mm. And that's very common. I know right. you know this. It's very common. Right. So that's that's the four. I got to add one more. <laughs> that you can go to, and I actually did a Legal Talk Tuesday on this like a month ago, that you can use some of these third-party um, hmm. services to file your trademark. The trademark office legitimately canceled thousands of trademarks like a month hmm. ago that they were filed by these like... Um, 
like companies that are third parties that you pay because it seems like it's cheaper to pay them cool. um, file your trademark, but that's considered the unauthorized practice of law. I always mm. tell people going before the trademark board is or b- before an examiner, which just your application is like going to court mm-hmm. without representing yourself pro se without an attorney. Mm-hmm. Like there's an attorney on the other side of that. You need to be able to understand how your application measures against the trademark act. So mm-hmm. with trademarks, you have to be careful with that. And funny enough, I called my one of my clients the other day. She has a pending application. Um, she has a known competitor. And I went to look up something. I mean, she filed first. She used it first. So we, we know we're in a good position. I went to look up something. That known competitor's application got canceled as a part of that suite because they mm-hmm. used third-party service. Wow. To file their trademarks. And then, like, a day after that, the person, like, put out some merch with the the same on it that they trademark and I was like they don't know that trademark application wow. was canceled so wow. buyer beware like stick with a, a, a IP attorney when you're when you're trying to trust someone with that important task of filing your trademarks mm. great information and so with that being said if you could name your all-time top two black female attorneys in that 4.7%. <laughs> or even if you give like maybe one and maybe an honorable mention, who would it be? So um, one I'm going to name, I don't know her personally. I follow her on Instagram. I love the way in which she operates. She's also um, a member of my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta. Mo Ivory, um, mm. she's in Atlanta. Um, and she's also a professor um, of law down there and she has been doing a series um called like the legal life of so she's done candy burst ludicrous steve harvey and she's really looking at how they protect their brain she um it's a professor part of their sports and entertainment law clinic um at a university in in georgia Mm -hmm. um and so and and she also practices. So she's been somebody that I've been following for a while. I would love to sit down How and wonderful. talk with her and meet with her about what she's been doing. So that's definitely my top. Um, there are a couple of other, interestingly enough, there are a couple of other attorneys who I feel like I'm like similarly situated with. Mm-hmm. And I would love to get um, in the room with them. Like RJ Pierce would be a good one. Yes, um, excellent. Uh, Takora, I can't, Takora's last name is escaping me right now, Vol- Davis, I think. Um, I just feel like they're dope um, mm-hmm. female attorneys and that we have a lot of things in common. We have similar practices, but it would be great to get into a room with them. Um, that's the one thing I do miss about being a solo firm. When I was in the firm practice, I could go down the hall, bounce ideas off of the other attorneys. I still have my, my, my law mentor, so I can call her. I was actually on the phone with her today. Mm-hmm. talking to her um, about some stuff. So they would be probably the other ones. Just to get in the room, I think they're they're dope as well. I think we all serve um, a great niche area and just to talk to them and be able to, you know, chat with them and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because have you ever thought about maybe possibly entertaining the idea of maybe a, a Black lawyer's group directory or membership or sisterhood to kind of build a community around it. Because with that 4.7, 4.7 precious percent, again, it's not just black women, right? 
it's black people as a whole. And so that may be an opportunity to definitely maybe think of something to do maybe in a in the near future. Yeah, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. See, <laughs> you see how we did that? You see how we did that? Yes, All it right. is. It's like when I start rolling out the stuff for the law firm stuff, that's one of the things that's it's absolutely coming. that directly has so something else that's coming soon that I'm collaborating with someone else on that just deals with like women in general, not just attorneys. And, and trying to get together um, periodically. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Know, you you know this about me personally, Armani. You know, I love a good, I don't need to work from here. Hello. <laughs> office, I can go for Hello. the Hello. Also, if you follow me on social, that is coming soon as well. So we have some exciting wonderful coming this year. I, <laughs> you know how I operate. You give me, you give me one word, I'm going to take about a couple of inches forward because I'm already thinking about all of these different opportunities. So you already know. <laughs> I know how you work. I know how you work. You know, we can have conversations for like hours upon hours. Yes, ma'am. All kinds of intellectual property and business ideas will come Yes, out ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So it's interesting because with all of your years of experience, you know, working with, you know, public sector, nonprofit, for-profit, and then also essentially, of course, in business law, do you plan to add more of the business to consumer contractual agreements to your portfolio? Um, and if so, what does that look like for you? Because I know you want to kind of intertwine specifically more of the educational side of it, but how does it look for possible partnerships with business consumer contracts? Um, I actually wouldn't mind that. I often get asked about um, different opportunities um, to come in and, and teach certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have like a marketing person who also like looks and is like, hey, have you thought about like mm-hmm. partnering with this business, partnering with that. And I actually would love to do it um, again to be like a familiar face. So, you know, I got to shed sure. some weight. Uh, you know what that means, Armani. I got to shed <laughs> more time. Uh-huh. Some of these things. But mm-hmm. I definitely do want to, um, I definitely do want, want to do some of those things. So I do have some folks who work for me who are in the background trying to think of ways for us to approach some Absolutely. opportunities. But, you know, if you know of any, let, let's send them my way. I'm always uh-huh. help. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I always have to throw that in there, especially as, you know, contracts t- tend to expand more in the business, mm-hmm. especially for Myers Law Group, as you start to expand more in those long-term projects and programs. It makes, it definitely makes sense. And then also, you never know, there may be an opportunity for a business law, law course coming up. So you never mm-hmm. know. I'm <laughs> Absolutely, that I can help and deliver content and help people be able to understand Mm -hmm. and like lawyer up and level up, as I say, I'm always willing, willing to do that. I love it. Well, we're going to play a little game. Very quick and simple. And it's essentially just your preferences, right? You know, when you think about business law, when you think about how you matriculate your businesses and then also working with different clientele, your preferences, we're going to play a little quick game of this or that. And then... Um, we're going to wrap up and let people know how they can, you know, engage with you and definitely partner for the future. So you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Instagram or LinkedIn? Instagram. It should be the other way around, but it's Instagram. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get on you about that, right? But I, I'm, I'm going to let you I'm live. i better on LinkedIn. I've been to <laughs> I'm going to let you live because we're going to get you those B2C contracts. Yeah, so yes, I'm trying live. to do better. I promise. <laughs> Contract agreements or ebooks? Ooh. It can be both. 
I'm going to go contract agreements. Mm -hmm. And I want to double back on that because you mentioned something earlier. Please tell the people that if you're working with any level of another business, another entity, that how important it is to have a contract in place. Anytime. I don't think people understand as much as we can preach it to the choir. Anytime I have any client, that contract has to be signed. The terms and agreement has to be signed because it's important for people to see it. And it also helps them understand how much more we take this seriously. Seriously. And I think when you put, when people have to sign on that dotted line, it's just like when you're signing and you're getting a mortgage for a home, a new home, right? And you're signing all those different papers and you're like, okay, I'm just signing my life away. It's important for you to know what type of services you are getting in exchange for your time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that um, a lot of entrepreneurs understand the the purpose and the importance of it. I, I don't, actually care if it's like your sister Mm -mm. you should have it's to protect everybody and i have people who will literally come to me and like okay let me get this contract done so that it could be my standard contract i'm gonna use it in my ordinary practice of business and then they call i didn't use it Mm -hmm. person didn't pay me and it's important even if you're how many people i've had people who literally have like contract it with a graphic designer or someone mm-hmm. like illustrate something for them and they're like oh I took them the idea I paid them but they didn't read and that person had a contract and they didn't read in that contract where the person gets to keep the copyright mm. like it, I always say come prepared with your standard contract like have your contract ready and then that way even if a, another person has a contract you can you know where y'all meet in the middle that's mm-hmm. why I want to see where your contract terms line up and then when they where they differ but to start like you don't if you can go into a situation with a comp with any conflict i should say with a contract you you're already starting off on a good foot with the evidence that you're going to need to be able to prove we had a contract this i felt my end of the bargain exactly this person owes me you don't exactly. have to, try to piece together email text messages and all these other things to try to get your money. You should not have to fight or fuss to get your money. At all. If you do, have your receipts in order. That's right. The best receipts you can have is a document where the agreement was in the four corners. That's right. That's right. That's right. I couldn't agree with you more. That's a, that is literally a pain in my side. I don't play about my contracts, especially when I'm dealing with even if I'm dealing with, you know, clients that have been grandfathered in for different additional services that I no longer offer anymore, or if it's, you know, someone, a friend of a friend of a friend, which I typically don't like to do business with because it's a different level of expectation. And I always tell people, if you're working with me, just understand it's going to be, a, a you got to understand what you're going to get. It's not going to be, right. you know, the friend that you expect. We're going to do this work and we're going to get it done. So I understand 100%. Yeah. Okay. VIP days or three month retainers. Actually, VIP days. They most uh-huh. often lead to three month retainers. Yes, that's right. It's like a it's like a snapshot of what I can give, but imagine if I had you for three more months, if you squeeze all of that out for three more months. Mm-hmm. And I think it depends on what the expectation of that client would be, right? So if it's probably the long term, you know, um, result that they would like to receive then maybe it could be you know a three-month retainer but if it's something that i know i need to whip you in the shape from a legal perspective I, you probably can definitely do that in a vip day for and sure. your attention span for it 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Running a business. Like this is like your back end stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you deal with me, you're dealing with like your back end stuff. That's right. So you really want to be in the deep end and in the front end. You want to do what it is that you do. So depending on what it is, and, it, and if it's something that we can do fairly quickly, let's do the VIP day. Let's do it yep. fairly quickly. Your attention span is limited to this, understandably so, because mm-hmm. you want to get on with what you have to do. Let's do that. But if it's like a bigger project or more detailed, then we're going to have to do that. I agree. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trademarks or copyrights? Trademarks. <laughs> Patents or trade secrets? Trade secrets. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a secret weapon. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, you, let me show you what I really got. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Six-month general council membership or eight-week legal strategy course? Oh. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I can see either one working. I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm going to go with the eight-week course. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the eight-week course because I also believe in the power of community. Yep. Earlier about how I have mm-hmm. my kitchen cabinet. So I believe that's also an opportunity for me to bring together a community of folks mm-hmm. that can connect as well. So not Absolutely. even for my own personal selfish reasons, I'm picking that. <laughs> I love it. So this one's actually kind of fun, but I think I know the answer because you asked, you said it earlier. Crimson red or apple green? <laughs> Crimson red. <laughs> well, that wraps our game. Thank you so much for playing. <laughs> I knew that was going to catch you off guard. I was ready now. Always ready. <laughs> Always ready. And thank you so much for um, just stopping by and joining the show today. It was an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed you. you. I enjoyed the conversation, the healthy conversation. And if you can, before we get out of here, could you please share with the audience, you know, just how they can find you on social media, your handles. We'll also add them in the show notes, but also how they can possibly partner with you as far as for your services. Yes. So on Instagram, we're at LLC. Myers Law Group, you can just go to the website, myerslawgroup.co, not .com. Mm-hmm. Myers is apparently a popular last name in the legal field. Mm-hmm. Um, we also can be found, be bossy if you want, like, the legal strategy, you want to see our templates. The bossyapproach.com is that website. I am on LinkedIn. I'm doing better on LinkedIn, so you can find me just <laughs> under my name on LinkedIn. But if you're on Facebook or Instagram, at LLC. And um, you can reach out to us. You can engage with us. You can get the links to join that newsletter that Armani talked about. Um, And yeah, and then hear all about what I have to say every Tuesday. Yes, the good tips and the good gems she drops. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Crystal Myers, the bossiest friend, the bossiest boss, everyday entrepreneur. We appreciate you. This is Armani Diggs, and I am signing out. Peace. Thank you so much. Thank you.